This episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast is brought to you by On Point Pomade. Keep your beard and hair looking on point with their line of pomades and beard oils over at onpointpomade.com. Use our code BSP15 at checkout and get 15% off your total purchase order. So thanks again to On Point Pomade for sponsoring our show. This episode is also sponsored by The Bean Bastard Coffee. Head over to TheBeanBastard.com and pick up any one of their delicious hand-roasted coffees. Coffee lovers will also enjoy their hand-cut and handmade espresso candles and soaps as well. If you're in the Buffalo, New York area, head to their store located at 448 Elmwood Avenue. And thanks again to The Bean Bastard for supporting this show. Brutally Speaking Podcast is proudly sponsored by Rockabilia.com. With over 500,000 officially licensed items in their online store, you're guaranteed to find something you need. Use our code BRUTALLY and get 10% off your total purchase order. Now on to the show. People say you have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing. This rings true because it's so hard that if you don't, any rational person would give up. It's really hard. And you have to do it over a sustained period of time. So if you don't love it, and if you're not having fun doing it, you're gonna give up. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast. I am your host, John. And this episode's guests, more than one, is Davy Gross and Haley Kramer uh, from Pop Evil. This is a fun one. Uh, if you heard Dave and I talk uh, about a year and a half, two years ago uh, at this point, uh, you know that Davey lives here in Grand Rapids. You know that Pop Evil is a Grand Rapids band. Uh, however, in recent years, uh, Haley has joined the band, and she is not from Grand Rapids. Uh, she doesn't even live in the U.S., uh, so it has a little bit of international flavor to the band now. Um, but it's one of those where Davey and I always talk because uh, he comes in. He's a regular at the bar that I work at. Uh, talk about doing another one of these and was one of those situations where uh, the band's publicist reached out and was like, we'd love to have them come on and uh, chat with you. And it was leading up to the start of their tour, uh, which kicked off things here in Grand Rapids uh, at the intersection for their Rock the Lot series where they play outdoors. They have an outdoor uh, venue now. Um, sadly, I had to work that night. Uh, so I had to work the door. So when everyone came from the show talking about how great it was, I was just like, sure, I'm sitting here at the door, uh, not enjoying being able to drink with everybody. Um, but speaking actually of drinking and speaking of Grand Rapids and speaking of uh, things that I did enjoy, uh, the, this past week, uh, as of like when I'm recording this a couple of days ago, I tried a new beer over in New Holland. It's part of their uh, Supernova series. Uh, and it's Supernova 3 basically is what it's called. But uh, it is the Zeppelin. Zeppelin blend whiskey that they make, uh, barrel aged imperial stout, uh, and it had maple syrup, vanilla, and I'm probably mispronouncing this cassia, K C A S S I A bark and cinnamon. And let me tell you what, this thing was fucking delicious. Uh, this thing when it's, it's super dark, it's kind of thick when you pour it, uh, and you get a really nice, the, the Zeppelin blend whiskey flavor. So nice caramely, warm flavor and then you get the maple syrup kind of the maple flavor coming right on it on the uh cascading into your mouth basically at that point and then you get that nice real vanilla kind of cinnamon 
flavor coming and man it is it is fucking delicious and it's uh i believe it's also a pastry stout but it, it tastes so good and sweet and pastry like and it was oh it was it was so good uh it was really hard not to buy a couple more cans and and, and just want to drink it every day since uh but you know you have to be responsible uh so we we don't do that all the time but if you are in the grand rapids area and i guess new holland out in holland uh i would definitely recommend you picking this up um all of that aside, because I just want to praise this this beer, because uh, it was so good. Uh, I might go get another one tonight at some point. Um, <laughs> uh, this was a fun chat, though, with uh, some with you know I've never talked to Haley. Uh, typically, you know, she's really busy when they are in town. Obviously, this is actually done uh, for their first rehearsal uh, as a full band. Um, they hadn't seen each other. Uh, since the last tour they did. So it was kind of fun getting to to talk to both of them. And, you know, we talked about a lot of different things, finding yourself in the pandemic. Uh, you know, obviously being in a band is, is a, a brotherhood of sorts or a brother and sisterhood in this situation. And to not be able to, to see your family uh, due to, you know, obviously the pandemic and, and having to be socially distanced from one another, even if we did all live in the same area, uh, was interesting to kind of talk about and to, you know, talk about the band's newest uh, single, Eye of the Storm. Uh, you know, the video, they're playing in rain. And I was like, what's it like? You know, like how, like it looks cool. You know, like I'm thinking of, uh, I think it was Confined by Esley Dying when they're playing in the rain and, you know, smashing the cymbals and they're all wet and they move in slow motion and, you know, it just looks cool. And I was like, but what is the reality of it? Like, cause all I ever hear about performance videos is like, oh, it's so exhausting. Cause you're just, you're head banging for like 15 hours and like you're over the song and da, 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 da. Now imagine just being wet and, and tired the whole time. Uh, so it was kind of cool getting to uh, talk about the, the behind the scenes of making that new video. Uh, and you know what? I've been blabbing on enough. I'm going to go ahead and let's get into my conversation with Davey and Haley. And I'll talk to you on the other side of it. <laughs> record kind of a thing but uh no it's funny power went out when i woke up and i thought dave will understand this i thought i had to go to anchor <laughs> to do this because it was the only place i knew of where there would probably be nobody around now to where i could be like all right i have internet and i can you know i guess have a, a cocktail or whatever yeah it would have been awesome if you'd have been able to do it from there anyway that would have been great <laughs> well i almost wouldn't but like literally as i went to pack everything up i went to i literally touched like my microphone power came back on i was like mm. Do I still hit up Davey and be like, do you want to go to Anchor? <laughs> and do this anyway? The answer to that is always. Yeah, always. Yes. Um, regardless well, I think that, of power. Well, I think that's like kind of the funny thing at times is uh, like when your show that's coming up on this Friday, as of when we're recording, uh, I had to tell the bar. I was like, hey, by the way, Pop Evil's playing like as soon as I got the date. And they're like, that's too far away to really care. And I was like, you're going to forget, though. Because the the tendency is, uh, as soon as Dave's done, usually it's almost like a race. Like, how fast, as soon as you're off stage, can you get to the bar? <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> I do the same thing when I get home from the airport, too. Like, there, you know how many times I, I... Have you ever seen me walk in there with my luggage? No. <laughs> I, do, I do it all the time. I throw it right in that first booth, and I walk straight up to the bar, get a beer and a shot. They, they just hand it to me. I don't even ask for it. 
<laughs> those are always the best bars though like i mean there's a handful of bars even in the limited travel i've been doing where i've gone there enough that they know me and they're just like jack and coke and i'm like i will take one <laughs> <laughs> perfect um so how are you i mean you guys are guys and gals sorry uh probably really priming for the show friday and kicking off the tour aren't you and yeah we're getting everything mode. started like right now this is the first time i've actually seen Haley. i just walked in like yeah. two minutes before the interview i'm gonna give you one yeah. more hug <laughs> 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 this is my actual first time seeing her dude so uh i mean i guess that's kind of the, the interesting thing you know at times is thinking about how uh bandmates don't have to live in the same city anymore like now that you can kind of be wherever you can send files to one another when you're writing songs and so forth so actually living near each other doesn't have to be a thing so it is kind of weird to think that you probably don't see your bandmates as much as people would think right yeah like Haley's in the uk uh, i mean you know i'm a grand rapids guy um i think one, another one of us lives down in florida i mean we're kind of spread out all over the place <laughs> but it's good to get back together like well, as soon as we get back together i mean the camaraderie that's there it's it's a uh, it's it's great to catch up. Like there's like, I wanted to talk to Haley about a bunch of stuff, but I was like, oh, we gotta do this. So, yeah. <laughs> I think what happens when you're out on the road with people is you do build this bond that you can't break. Like obviously, when you're out on the road, you have fallings out and you, you the highs and the lows, but there's something that happens that that you cannot break that bond. And um, no matter how much time goes, like it, it it's just there. It's a thing, um, and it's awesome. So. Yeah, you become like a total family unit for sure. You know, I, I, it's funny kind of saying that because I know having like actually a sponsor of mine from uh, Rockabilia, he's over in Italy right now. And the other day he was texting me, he's like, yeah, I'm getting my neck blasted, uh, tattooed. And he was like, we're like eight hours in. And I was like, fuck, what time is it there? And he's like, it's 1.30 a.m. Like the time I'm in right now. <laughs> and it wasn't that late for us. And it was just kind of weird thinking about how potentially you know we're able to be connected through all these devices and social media and so forth but yep. at the same time i think it we forget that we don't all exist on the same in the same time zone in the same plane that like things that are happening to us aren't happening to everyone everywhere but right. the pandemic kind of made everyone kind of go through something similar it all changed, at the same it time and everything for a lot of people man a lot of like bands and stuff too i mean you see like so many different member changes and stuff and just people reevaluating things but um, I found I found it to be great, man. I started. I, I went back to school. I started doing a bunch of other shit. Um, started to buy more properties, and you know, started bartending. Like I, it's so funny because I'd be bartending. <laughs> I'm bartending at uh, this bar, Twenty Monroe in Grand Rapids, and uh, people are like just like kind of sneaking around the bar. And like I think I know this guy, and it's, <laughs> it's so funny because I like watch him be bartending. I'm like that guy's totally like trying to get a picture with me or something, you know. But I think, yeah, it changed everything for everybody. I think in a positive way. I think uh, a lot of people that really want to be there are going to be there. And I think, you know, um, I think it was like a, it was kind of a breath of fresh air for myself, at least. I can only speak for myself. Uh, it was a good eye opener, like to, to move forward into, you know, the next chapter of like whatever we're doing in our lives. How is traveling right now for you, Haley? I mean, I, I haven't traveled abroad. I've only really just traveled here in the States. But I've even made comments on this show that it's interesting to just kind of have to figure out very quickly uh, the different set of rules that maybe you have to endure uh, once you get somewhere 
because they're not same any like you know from place to place so how has traveling been for you, you know, thankfully pop evil has been quite graceful about this but um the the traveling throughout the pandemic and just coming out of the pandemic has kind of stung me in the butt if i'm honest um it's not just about getting covid tests and all that stuff it's it's the backlog at the embassy to get my visa so what would have been an easy process becomes this like, oh, you can't get a, an appointment until 2023. I'm like, well, that's no good for me. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's, there's lots of things. And, you know, and people are feeling this in every single industry. You know, the car industry, they can't get the chips for the cars. Yeah. The symbols, uh, drummers, we're, we're sharing symbols mm. still because we can't get the materials to make symbols. So they're not readily available. Um, so there's, Still? there's many kind of knock-on effects um, of the pandemic. It's not just about, you know, avoiding COVID and getting your COVID tests. Um, it's everything. Um, so any band that's out there, it, it's doing it now. It, it's it's all those things that nobody thinks of. Yeah, hats um, off to you guys, anybody that's doing it. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a weird one, but we're getting through it. Um, yeah. Yeah. What else can I say? You know, it, it, every day <laughs> we just we keep navigating it. We're nearly through it, I think. You know, but I think who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you're catching us on the very first day. We're actually still running around, like get, making sure all the gear is working and stuff. We're going to start rehearsing here in a second. Actually, I actually just came from the gym. You want to see my shorts? <laughs> Me. <laughs> well, apparently it wasn't apparently it wasn't leg day if you're still able to do that. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's so weird to kind of, you know, having just spent a couple of days a couple, about a week or uh, two weeks ago at this point, uh, kind of following the the nothing more Atreyu tour uh, here and then in St. Louis. Yeah. And it was just kind of interesting to see, you know, and, I, and this is kind of more of a local reference, I'll say, but. You know, here, at least in Grand Rapids, it's been crazy to see our local scene really supporting rock and metal shows where, you know, not saying shows wouldn't sell out, but it would be like a, a walk up kind of a situation. Whereas now, at least here and, and even in the travels to go see other shows, you're seeing these things sell out well in advance or you're seeing them very well attended, uh, even in spite of that tour, you know, losing its headliner. But it's one of those where it feels like people want to invest their time and money in supporting bands and going to see live music and connecting with people again. And I feel like there was such a disconnect for many years, at least from my perspective of going to shows. And it felt like people were only there to be at the thing, not to, because they cared about the band or, or anything to that capacity is that something you've noticed in, in maybe just attending shows uh, or even playing the handful that you've gotten to the few tours you've done. I think so. Um, feeling the kind of the spark in the room, that energy um, it definitely was a, a shift. Um, but somebody once said to me that, that rock and roll always does well in a bad economy. <laughs> yeah, <so true. laughs> and, um, so true. You know, it, it's like not only a bad economy, but like the, the pandemic. I think it leaves people craving that that real thing that uh, that they can grab hold of. It's not in the laptop. It's not in your phone. It's 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 that real moment that you live in. Um, and I think that's what everybody's craving right now. So, you know, fingers crossed, rock and roll will 
um, have its day again. You know, um, I'm, I'm still waiting for the 80s and 90s to come back. Oh. <laughs> so, I got to grow my most... hair back out. It's <laughs> <laughs> coming back with the kind of baggy jeans. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, come on. Rock and roll is right there behind. It's going to become the thing. Um, fingers crossed. So. I feel it. I feel it. And I definitely feel the love from the fans. Um, it really means the world, you know, when, when I am stuck at home and I, you know, I'm struggling with the visa stuff, seeing people's love means the absolute world. It really does. Um, you know, I think sometimes fans think, oh yeah, they're okay. They're rock stars or actually we might not be like doing this on stage pays our bills and if we can't get there what do we do (laughs) i I have no plan b i just play drums i hit things and you know if that goes wrong i don't know (laughs) something you know i think it's it's a good talking point in general um and if you don't want to divulge too much you know totally understand you know i would say between music and you know the pandemic kind of really forced me to kind of, I think, address some of the issues I was having to deal with that maybe I put off for a while because I literally had nowhere to go, nothing to do. Um, I guess, you know, when you you just kind of said I had no plan B, you know, as you're kind of in it, since I've not really ever talked to you before, Haley, what what are kind of some of your thoughts uh, as you're going through these things and and kind of, I guess, kind of having to evaluate the what-if scenarios maybe that you've never actually taken into consideration and how did you kind of navigate through that? Um, yeah, it's a really scary thing when, um, I I sat there and I was like, I I don't have a plan B. I, I don't know who I am without being on the road. What, it's a really scary place to be in. It's, it's, you you know, look, I, I, I continue to pay my bills, but it's not what I, through doing what I do best. Um, and I'm all about what, when I do what I do best, I project really good energy out to people. Um, when you follow your passion and you're, you're, you're doing something that you love, you can give that good energy to people. And if you're not doing what you love, it's harder to do that, you know. And I, I found myself becoming sad or angry or lost. Um, and you just had to, I, I just had to navigate through it. Um, and there are a lot of people that have gone through the same thing. You know, everything you've worked your whole life for, you've trained for. I mean, there was a there was an advert in England um, with this ballet dancer on it going, oh, just retrained to be uh, a computer geek. <laughs> no, she, she or he trained to be a ballet dancer. That's what they do best. Like, support yeah. that. They're yeah. going to give good to the world by doing that, they're not going to give good to the world by sitting behind a computer. Um, it was just ridiculous, you know. And um, so, yeah, anybody who has kind of gone through that and is coming through the other side, it, you know, props. Because it's it's weird. It's hard. It definitely makes you appreciate things a lot more. Yeah. Like little things that you took for granted, little tiny little little bitty arguments that you had on the road over nothing, really, honestly. Yeah. So you definitely appreciate appreciate it. I think it was one of those things where, you know, thankfully I had, you know, this uh, to still do and actually did it a lot more uh, since no one had anywhere to go. (laughs) And it was one of those things where I realized that a lot of people 
didn't have that. You know, suddenly the thing that all of us are kind of bad at when we're actually hanging out, unless you're of a certain age, you know, like most of us who don't need to be on our phones 24 seven. But I think it was one of those where you saw people actually trying to start calling people and just kind of be like, so what are you doing? And it's like, yeah, yeah sometimes the one-on-one -on -one connection of having a conversation with someone is invaluable. And it's, it's one of those things too, where I kind of realized that there's, there's not much stock in social media because too often, and you know, for, like I said, at anchor, I work door. So a lot of times I'm not talking, so I don't blow my voice out, but then I'm just watching everyone and, and there'll be a group, you know, of, you know, 10 to 15, you know, younger people, 22, 25, and they're all just sitting there on their phones. And mm -hmm. I'm like, why the fuck did you all come out to do <laughs> yeah. nothing? Like you're just literally existing next to each other, but you're not doing anything. Like it's kind of sad to see, but then there's people, you know, like Dave and, and all of his crew and everyone else that are our regulars that, I don't see any of them on their phones hardly ever, ever unless okay. it's like, a, hey, here's where I'm at. And you're actually hanging out. And I feel like that was the thing for me once things kind of started getting back to norm normal. Um, that was nice to see as it seemed like there was more of a reconnection of, of people and experiences uh, versus just kind of existing in the same space, but not actually communicating at all. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I've definitely built better friendships. Um mm -hmm through all of this um yeah, yeah I think oh Dave's going to answer the I door got it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, he's such a gentleman <laughs> um but yeah the, the the true friendships and yeah ditch ditch all that online stuff we've, we've we've sat there for two three years doing that and now it's about making those physical connections again you know yeah actually I became like way better uh of a neighbor. <laughs> so I had a group of guys in my neighborhood, uh, Taft Street Mafia or Taft, Taft Street Tavern is what we call it over there in Granville. And uh, we just, during the whole uh, pandemic, we just hung out in the garage and drank beers and we never did that before. And now it's like, now that everything's like cleared up, we still, I'm still over there every Saturday. So. Yeah. I think that's, it, it's funny to, to kind of see some of the, the lasting effects of the pandemic. You know, I think something that, was interesting to me was kind of figuring out the people who I guess aren't really your friends, but they are just due to weird situations that you consistently put yourself in. And it's one of those where, you know, it takes something like that for you to really kind of go like, I guess we're not really friends or we, like our relationship isn't really as what I thought it was. Cause I put more effort into it more than you do. Um, and at that point, you know, relationships are a give and take. Uh, you know, the give a penny, take a penny. It's one of those kind of situations. Um, and so to kind of see those uh, it's, was a kind of interesting thing to just kind of be like, I guess uh, it's okay in letting go. Um, and, you know, it was something else completely unrelated, but sort of related to, to online stuff. Something I found really interesting in going through some of the band's, you know, YouTube videos and so forth was that you all take time to go onto the band account and write like a thank you or leave comments. And then, you know, like saying who, you know, who's writing it. I don't think I've ever seen a band do that. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Not to at least make it more personal where it's like, this is who's, you know, you're interacting with or whatever and, and kind of sharing. Uh, I don't want to say the responsibility of, of the socials, but to interact with fans like that and to kind of do that, I thought that was a really interesting thing that I'm surprised more bands don't do. Yeah, I'm I'm, su I'm surprised at that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like well, when you, when you meet us in person, you know who you're talking to, so right? It's very obvious you're talking to Haley, not Dave. 
Um, so I think just online we, we sign off as ourselves um, um, because, yeah, it's human. <laughs> I think that's, that's sometimes the thing that uh, from a fan to a band perspective, I think sometimes is lost too. I think there's still some that, and I don't know, I, I'm kind of on both sides where I'm like, oh, it would be nice to, to not have to have any of these things to, to not have social media and not feel like I have to partake in it. But at the same time, I also feel like it's sort of what connects the people to the thing you're doing and kind of makes it a little bit more personal feeling. But I, I feel like I almost am envious of, you know, like a Maynard type person where it's like that dude, I don't think has any socials and you know, anything he does when he finally lets you in, you're just like so enamored with it. Cause it, it's, it's a little piece of something. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there's kind of that mysticism is lost a little bit at times. Oh, yeah. It was a totally different time, though, back then. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's definitely a hard transition. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably going to show my age here, but in the days when MySpace came out and Facebook and all that stuff, like, I, I didn't, I didn't want to go there. Same. I yeah, really I didn't. Did. I was like, oh. this is an invasion. Like, people are going <laughs> to, like, this is this is not what I signed up for. I, like, I just signed up to play drums and do my thing. That's that. Um, so when it becomes that personal thing, I think it was it was a it was quite a hard change. Um, but yeah, I'm really proud of Pop Evil and the way uh, Pop Evil goes about all of that stuff. Now I think we've all been here long enough and adapted, and it is it is the best way, and it's the most wholesome way. It's the most real way. Um, and then we can all go to sleep at night, knowing that we're still who we are, yeah. <laughs> not some weird product. Oh, wait, we, um, we, so we get like, to do we get to do a normal meet and greet this tour, don't we? Yeah. Like, oh, like, yeah. With no on, masks. Yeah. No mask. Shaking hands. Like, uh, you know. Yeah. That's one thing I've always been proud of, of the band is what we've done with our meet and greets. Like we actually take time to split off. You know, with each each individual band member will hang out with you for. I don't know, like five to 10 minutes and talk personally. And then we'll switch it up kind of like a speed dating thing. You know, <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. People, the people like it because they actually get the, a chance to meet the, each individual. It's not just the, yeah. you know, the one person who talks more talking, you know, you actually get a chance to meet everybody. And uh, I've heard a lot of compliments about that. So I'm excited to do these meet and greets again. Yeah. The right way. Yeah. I think, uh, that was kind of the interesting thing when some of the touring was getting back, you know, you'd have the bands like I know S9 seeing theirs uh, pop up where it was like they were on stage. The the meet and greet people were like on the floor and there was that separation and they would take the photo where they're on stage and the people were kind of had their backs right. to them. And it was like, I'm sure that's still better than nothing, but mm. it just feels like it would be it's a little like I would feel. Yeah, like I would be like, I don't know that I would want even want to go through with this where I'm like, I feel like to me and it's not not saying it disparaging to them or what they're doing, but it just feels like that's the connection that of the whole meet and greet point is, is lost at that point. And so I don't think I would want to even do it because it just that that one on one time or that connection is not there. We were usually pretty good about it. I mean, there's a couple times where, you know, we kind of cross the line by not take, you know, taking our mask off and stuff. But I mean, we try the best that we could with to. It's, you know how hard it is to try to make everybody happy. It's just not going to happen. You know? Nope. <laughs> well, at, least, at least we got that out of the way. So this tour, it's, the VIP is going to be all like shake hands, high fives, all that stuff. We get to hang out again. I'm looking forward to that. What is it like for you, Haley, to – and I guess I'll pose the same question in reverse to, to Dave. You know, With the guys basically calling Grand Rapids home or Michigan home, 
what is it like for you when you're playing here? Is has it felt like a second home to you at this point? It absolutely does. Yeah. Um, and I, from the moment I arrived in Grand Rapids, to be honest with you, because the people and the friends of the band all welcomed me in straight away. So that network of people that are there, and then you meet all the fans that are there. It's 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 definitely a second home. Um, and also, you know, the, the climate is not too dissimilar to England. It's like the summer is a bit more extreme. The winter is a bit more extreme. But at least there's the seasons and, and it, you know, I, I, I can understand. Um, so for First day I met her, I brought her the anchor. Think about that. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> damn do you experience right. all the seasons in one day like we do here? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Have hailstones, rainbows, sunshine, everything. Um, it's what we do. Dave, what is it like for you now having someone in the band, you know, that's not from here and traveling abroad? Like, has <laughs> do you feel like you now have like a second home? Alien. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been great. I mean, I have another family member, you know, it's it's, yeah. it's awesome. You like uh, we go back to what we were talking about earlier. You get like connection and they become like another another part of your family. Um, it's kind of tough, like not seeing her sometimes, you know, I go like, well, especially during the pandemic. I mean, we almost went almost two years without seeing each other, you know, Uh mm which was kind of weird, but I don't know. Hopefully we can get all past that and we're back, you know? Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to just being back on the bus and because, like those times yeah. at that downtime, when you're just sitting in the lounge, hanging out, having a chat. Yeah. And you're with each other like, like for every day for four months, you know? So it's like when you go off and go to your own families and stuff, it's, it's like, it goes by so quick, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, it's really not anything different than, than it was before, I guess. Because you know you're gonna see that person in like a couple of months for like the next four months, mm. and it's it's like and every time we get back together, it's like nothing like nothing's changed. You just pick right back up, I'm like hey, how's it going? Okay, like, you want to get some food? You know, like <laughs> you out of curiosity, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to do this interview real quick? I, she's at the venue, I'm at the hotel, and I'm like running over here trying to get this done. Yeah. Um, out of curiosity, do you find you know you're talking about kind of you know, the, the one-on-one -on -one time with each other and communicating and just the conversations you have, do you find that it's easier or harder to have those same kind of communicate communicative type experiences when you're not on tour with the people that maybe you're hanging out with? I mean, sometimes. if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I think I kind of get what you're saying. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, we all have our own families too. So it's mm -hmm. kind of, you do kind of like lose a little bit of touch every now and again. I mean, every now and again, we'll get, we'll all get the band. will get a, like a, a group video chat going just to say, Hey, what's up? How's everybody been? Just like talk bullshit, you know? So, I mean, definitely technology made it a lot easier for sure. Yeah. Same thing with like, same thing with my family at home. I mean, I FaceTime them all the time on the road. If this was like the eighties and nineties, I don't think I'd be able to do yeah. that. It, it's, it's totally <laughs> so, Technology is a blessing and a curse for sure. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like sometimes I think of you know some of the conversations I've had doing this, and then like I'll leave like you know we're all done with this, and then I'll go you know try to talk to my wife or someone else, and I feel like at times it's like ah, it's just not quite the same, and like you know you you kind of are you know jazz from talking about something or maybe you know the the thought of something is is carrying over and you you want to kind of expound upon it, but you don't have that person necessarily that that shared that conversation or those ideas or you know those things. So I feel like at times 
you know, having those great connections with, you know, your bandmates or whatever, those late night, you know, conversations, it's a little bit hard because you can't have those same, you know, conversations or continue it with someone else when you're kind of in that mindset. So I constantly think about that where I know people who like to talk and you have those great conversations where you're just like, oh, I wish yeah. I could continue this with someone else. And I'm just kind of not stuck, but yeah. like looking for it. On the upside though, like, you know, um, what's that saying? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Mm. Absolutely. You know? So I think it's, it's good. Like when we get these little breaks from each other, cause then we go to go branch off and share other stuff with our families. And then if we don't talk to each other, we have all this material to talk about when we catch up. Like, yeah, probably when we get done this interview, we're going to sit down and talk like, what was this like? What's that like? You know, how, how's so-and-so and your family doing? So, I mean. Because when yeah. you get off tour, it's like, oh, great. I can go and hang out with a friend and not talk about tour. Yeah, yeah. And then. <laughs> and that, lasts, that lasts like two weeks. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then you come on tour. It's like, yeah. oh, great. You can talk about tour again. Yeah. Uh, you know, it. it Does, when, when you get off the road, do you like you're excited to get off the road, but then it, like a week later, you like want to go back on the road? Is that, or is that just yeah, me? no, 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 totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. It, yeah, my body, my, my physical body misses it. Mm -hmm. The I don't know, the weird thing of like waking up in a bunk on a bus and the weird way your body feels. <laughs> yeah. And you're like a little baby giraffe. <laughs> you're like, I, I can stand up now. Okay, great. <laughs> and then you head into the lounge and there's all the, all of you guys. Yeah. Um, that doesn't happen at home. Yeah. I stumble. I'm still like a baby giraffe at home when I get out. <laughs> um, and I, I get downstairs and I make a coffee, but then nobody's there. Yeah. And it's very quiet and it's different. And it's like, oh, hey, oh, okay, this is weird, but it's kind of nice. <laughs> it's different. There's pros and cons to every, you know, everything. And I think living this life is a, is a really magical thing to experience all of that, you know. There are some people that wouldn't want to wake up in the morning and be greeted with 10 other people. Yeah. Um, it's not for the faint hearted. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but thankfully good coffee, um, you know, gets you through. So. I think one of the, the, a thing that I would find interesting and I feel like you kind of hit on it a little bit, sort of was just sort of, I guess, changing from, tour mode or your tour life to reacclimating back to a day-to-day -day thing. And I feel like, you know, for those I'm sure that listen to this show and probably understand this, but I mean, tour is a hurry up and wait game. Like you're hurrying up to get to the venue. So everyone can load in sound check, do all that stuff. And then you're waiting for the show. Then you play like the hour, hour and a half you get to play. And then it's, you know, basically reset the counter. And it's groundhog day essentially. But it's one of those where I feel like, you know, the, the lack of a schedule I feel like would be, hard to like you would almost want to get regimented in something like you know with my job i don't have to be anywhere at any point i make my own schedule but it almost becomes this thing where even with a lack of schedule i regiment my own schedule because i realize we as people want to be kind of in a, in a routine of some sort it, it's what's natural i think for us to to exist in and so i feel like touring would be like that and would be kind of hard because you're like well i don't have to do anything i only have to show up here and then i, I can do whatever i want so then when, when you're done, you're like, well, now what do I do with my day? That That's why maybe you, you miss it so much like a week later because you're like, oh, it's kind of nice knowing like, all right, I'm going to end up here. Here's sound check. Here's this, you know, bus call is this. Like you have a bit of a schedule, even though it's not a normal one. I think when I go home, I have my dog there. That's that's my schedule when I go home. It's like, oh, that would be so hard to, I that, couldn't imagine leaving the dog. That she, you know, that's that. And um, I, I don't know. I find a routine in other things. 
you know, and I, I think this pandemic forced me to find uh, different routines to earn money. You know, <laughs> you, you found um, money. I did find a little bit of money <laughs> doing something similar to what I do, but you know, it was still you know different. Um, but I still had to find some sort of routine, as you say, you know, because just to be drifting, doing nothing is is not good for anybody. No. No. What uh, you know, kind of. I don't think I've ever talked to anyone who's done a video like this, but I'm always intrigued. What is it like shooting a video where you're just per not parentally, uh, where you're just parentally drenched in water? It was great. <laughs> I don't I don't know, we're, never gonna, we're never uh, going to do it again. Never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing. I was it's a hard. Oh my god. Oh, okay. It's next back. It's very. Is it was. Yeah, it was cold. It was very, very yeah. cold. Yeah. I mean, didn't the, the heater broke like the day before yeah. the shoot? So it was freezing cold water for nine Just hours. Just imagine. Like I feel really bad for Leonardo DiCaprio in the Titanic. <laughs> they, they chose to have they chose to have the cold water to what? make it a more uh, you know real authentic experience. Um, I would oh. never choose cold water. No, it was, I can make it real, it even brutal. if it's warm. I, 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 I can make the struggle real. No, and never have cold water ever yeah. again. It was um, <laughs> the no, yeah. no. The it's, video turned out great, but yeah, I think, like you're over there trying to give give. You know, it's a video performance too, so you're yeah. trying to give it your all, and your muscles are naturally tensed up because you know, it's cold, and then you're trying to perform. So I think all of us blew our necks out and like. Yeah, it was hard. You think, it was like 13 hours, Yeah, 14 but you think hours. When we, when we headbang in a yeah. yeah, we headbang in a venue and it's hot, it's warm. You've got the lights on Loosen you, you've got people's yeah. energy. It's like, yeah, it's warm. It's hot, like hot yoga. Great. Your body's supposed to move in that temperature. Um, but when it's freezing cold. <laughs> it was brutal. <laughs> like my my blew mine out like after the third song it started to swell up so, so like so like in the in the band photos and stuff that <sighs> you're gonna see on the new artwork that comes out we're all like this everybody, everybody i was gonna say is it the one that is actually taken from the state the set yeah well yeah no, we no, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of promo after that and we're yeah. all okay. like this yeah <laughs> my eyes are all swollen and it's like it looks like Dave really let himself go. Like it's just, it's just, it's bad. I remember being on the, being at the airport and saying goodbye to Nick, and I was like, "All right, Nick, I'll see you later." And he's he's Nick's a bigger guy. He's like six four, right? So it, with that frame, just imagine this this movement. <laughs> and I was like, he's he's turning with his shoulders. He couldn't even turn his I head. I don't yeah. think I've even told you this. I don't even, like. So when I got on my flight back home. I, I, I walked on the flight, I had my backpack on and I gone and I realized that my seat that I was assigned was like the middle of a group of three. And I looked at this seat and I was just like, oh, so like, oh no, I got to sit for 10 hours in between two people and I'm in so much pain. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the pain on my face, this air, the, the flight attendant came up to me, tapped me on the shoulder and went, honey. I'm going to find you a better seat. <laughs> she took me off and she put me in a row of three with nobody else there. And I just, I let later, but she must've seen that pain because I, I, I was like a hunchback. I was like, yeah. I couldn't move my neck. I was just, yeah. oh. it, it took a good eight oh. days for everybody to recover. It was like, bad. It was, it was a good bad. solid eight days. Like, I was popping like, you know, anti-inflammatory stuff. And I was, I had the like little massager on the neck. And uh, uh, we, I, I was doing something at like 20 Monroe and I ran into my guitar tech 
who I haven't seen since tour and he wasn't there for the video and he walks up to me and he's like, uh, have you been working out? Your neck looks really big. <laughs> I like, yeah, I never miss neck day, dude. Never, never miss it. <laughs> it was like, so big. That's funny. As you were talking about the like very square way of looking when I had gotten my neck done, that was about it. Cause like after six hours of getting it tattooed, yeah. I had to drive from Lansing back home, which is about an hour. And I realized as I was like at stop signs or whatever, and I'd have to turn, I was kind of like, like kind of yeah. doing one of those. I was like, it hurts so bad to turn. Yeah, and I was like, you don't realize until, you know, either throwing out your back too, which I've done a couple of times. It's like when that's you awesome. are that stiff, it's like, that's all you can kind of do is you're like, if I just move everything all at once, that's going to make it less shitty. But oh. I don't think, it just, I don't think I've ever seen the guys in this, this band in so much pain as that. <laughs> um, it kind of freaked me out because I, like, I've <laughs> talked with these guys for a fair few years now. I've seen them in pain. Like, I know, but this was a whole different animal. I was like, oh my, oh. Hey, but the video turned out great, though. It did. It looks great. <laughs> it looks great. Well, you got like those sweet moves, like the with the symbols hitting and stuff when they're wet. So they got that nice, like, slow motion. Oh, yeah. Uh, was, like, those great. always look great. But I, I, remember, mean, I remember watching that shot happen too, and I was like, Haley, you're gonna be really proud of that one. The way that just the water just came right up off the thing. I was like, that, yeah. that was a good shot. I think she started turning blue. I'm I not did. joking. I'm not joking. She, so we, it was, we, I had I, I burnt my arm on the oven a couple of days before uh, flying out. Uh, I had this little scar. It turned blue. Yeah, so we were like, <laughs> we're like, we're done. We're done shooting after that. I felt so bad, and she was just shaking, just like I mean, all of us. I was like, one, I couldn't move my neck, and then two is like, if you stand there for too long and just wet, super cold, the wet, weight, yeah. you don't move, and then once you start moving, it's just it's freezing it all over again. Anyway, that's our sob story. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for letting us. The video that. turned out great. If you didn't see the video, check it out. Go check it out. See what we're talking about. What I mean, the other thing to me is, how do you choose the instruments that you're going to get wet? Because it's not a normal thing oh. that you would do. So it was, uh, we for the drums, we got like a 130 buck uh, drum kit that was in a skip. Mm. It was being thrown out by uh, okay. Sam Ash or something. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, that can be rained on. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the good people at Gibson for myself sent me over uh, a prop guitar for the most part. Okay. It's, it, See, was a Firebird, the- it was a Firebird, like exactly like one of the ones I play. But it was one that was used specifically to get wet and to do like mm. movies and to music videos and stuff like that. It was an actual guitar, but I think if you plugged it in, I don't think it would have worked. <laughs> well, yeah, it's always just one of those things on, where on a mile, it was terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Sometimes when you see that, like I know a lot of times drums for music videos, like the cymbals are. I don't know what they're made out of, but like when you hit them, they just are dead. They don't make a lot oh, of noise typically. They glue, they glue like three together. Okay. So they just go clunk. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I know that is from watching the behind the scenes on the hymn uh, music videos and uh, gas was playing and it just thump, thump, thump. And I was like, oh, I guess they're not real drums. I was like, that's probably way better for everyone else. It's like a toll on your arms. Hitting it really, that. yeah. Uh, it's it's got to be rough like, that. Normally, symbols, you hit them and they go, and they look great. Yeah. Uh, but three glued together, you hit it, it doesn't move. 
So to make that thing move, you smash it. <laughs> good. And then for nine hours, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if I'd have gone to like the fun fair afterwards, you call it a fun fair here? A carnival. Carnival thing. Yeah. You know, with a strong man where you hit the thing, <laughs> I would have been just like, bang! <laughs> you know? I think that's the, the fun thing of, uh, you know, music videos, they always look fun. But even like, you know, uh, Lee with the, uh, when you guys posted that behind the scenes of him standing on that box, like the, the see-through box to, for the underneath shot. I always think it's so interesting because you're like, oh, I bet it's like so cool looking to, to shoot that. And it's just like, nah, it's just a quick little piece of wood and some plexiglass. Plexiglass, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So it's funny to, to think about all that. And I did kind of laugh because watching the video, I was like, how none of you guys got to have a nice dry part of the video <laughs> that you got to shoot? <laughs> well, he got... He, he still goes. He he, he he was there still the rest of the time. He, I think. Well, he had a, a little bit. It was a longer process for him because he had to do all the in, that stuff on the box. So I think he was there filming the day before. So mm. he actually had a longer day, longer days than we did. Mm. So wild to think of how long it takes to get a music video uh, to film it and then do all that. You should you should see uh, years ago when we did the. Um, deal with the devil video where we painted them oh, all black dude, yeah that, that was a nightmare we couldn't we couldn't get it off of them <laughs> we just, nick and i just had it in our hands because it was just you know the guitar movements and stuff but yeah he was from like head to toe like all the way down to his wind <laughs> and he just wasn't coming off of him <laughs> that could be really bad uh depending on who would see that and out of context yeah. <laughs> it, took, it took a big while yeah. I, yeah I think it's he was yeah his skin did not like that <laughs> I think it's you know something kind of interesting I know last time you know Dave we, we you and I talked was you know when the new record was about to come out you know and you guys are already putting out new music you know, something I kind of like to talk a little bit about is just kind of the, the ever-changing nature of the music industry. And, you know, I feel like it's going and reverting back to more of, you know, the 50s and 60s where it was kind of singles and maybe a collection of songs, you know, that would eventually either make an album or an EP. And I feel like we're kind of going back to that now that people, you know, playlists are a thing. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, it seems like the the typical music fan is more of a ADHD kind of mentality of like heard it next one, next one, next one, you know, don't have time for a full record. Um, are you finding that it's more fun to kind of put something out um, piece by piece, or do you still kind of enjoy making a full album and, and kind of making a record from start to finish for the, the people I, that want I to? Do, I, I do really miss it. I'm, I'm old school. The generation I grew up, I mean, in the nineties, we still, we still did all that stuff. You went out and bought records, you knew who every band member was and stuff. Um, in, in every band, you knew the guitar player, you knew the, uh, the bass player. If they had a keyboard player, you knew the keyboard player. And I think that's changed a lot with the way, every, the way everything has changed. I think starting in the, like the mid nineties, late nineties, you really start to see a difference. You start seeing band members come and go. Um, of course, financially, it was it's uh, like the whole Napster thing. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but you know, you went from your hard copy to your uh, like downloads to now you're streaming, and it's just it's it's a whole different world, man. Like you're you're gonna you're opening up a can of worms here because I'm just gonna keep talking. Oh, yeah. I even forgot the question what we were just talking about. <laughs> uh, it yeah. was more just you know you guys like a lot of people, and I know 
part of it is that you know you're in the pandemic you can't necessarily necessarily tour in support of it mm. um, oh, you, you were talking about the singles right like release yep, the singles and release that you already them. have a new single out that wasn't even yeah. on the record and it seems like you're already gearing up for more more stuff new stuff mm-hmm. when i think a lot of bands would be like we like i mean kill switch is a great example put out a put out a brand new record pandemic happens two days after they start the tour and you know here we are two and a half years later and everyone's like when's the new stuff coming out they're like motherfucker we haven't even promoted and and actually done anything in support of the one we just finished yeah so i think a lot of people it seems to kind of go in either direction where you know people are still wanting to support the thing that they they didn't get to fully um or you know i think some people like you know a bring me is a great example of a band that's just like we're gonna put out music and we're gonna put out this song or we're gonna put out the cp and if you like it cool and if you don't well wait until the next one because it's not coming you know two years later it'll be maybe two months so it was more of a question of do you do you enjoy the kind of immediacy of releasing singles and kind of dropping them every so often or the build-up to a full record and kind of releasing something as a collection I personally like the buildup of a full record. I think the, the most fun I had was the Lions record, the white record that mm. we did. I mean, we did a lot of that. We did a lot of that stuff organically. I mean, there's pros and cons to it, and everything, but I'm not really a big studio guy. I actually hate the studio, but I miss it. I <laughs> we, miss we it. We spent a lot of time on that uh, together. Uh, yeah. Behind. Behind the Close. scenes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and all the drum loops on that record are all organic. Organic, yeah. They're all like like some of the, the the lower end stuff. I mean, we were in trash dumpsters kicking them and micing that up <laughs> and then just creating our sounds and drum loops that way yeah. with like bang cupboard doors, two by fours on the on the ground, slamming those down. Uh, and then that would be put into the electric kit. <laughs> this one was stuff. a kid. And she was like a kid in a candy store. Oh, I got I this three, idea. I got three this. kids. <laughs> yeah. I had three kids and then the electric kit. I yep. remember like going through all the sounds that we put yeah. in with real time with the producer Kato and yeah. like, Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think? And he was like, yeah, put that down, put that down. And, yeah. then, and then I jump onto another kit that was all trashed and mucked up and crazy. Yeah. And then I go to back to the big rock kit and it's like, yeah. jumping, on, jumping on those, a kit that sounded like the video make, kit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, you know the, like, yeah, hopefully we'll get to make a record like that again one day. But in this time, getting the songs out one by one and and just, you know, not sitting for three months. Okay, well, that's our album time. You know, there's a lot of material that gets wasted there, too. Yeah. You know, because I don't think people actually go buy everything. A lot of people nowadays, the majority, I think, just buy singles. I mean, I might be wrong on that. They don't even buy them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, 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 it's a, look, the industry has always been ever-changing. It will always be ever-changing. Mm-hmm. And adapting how you make music is <clears throat> part of the artistry of it. Um, and being open to it, you know? Yeah, me and Dave would love to sit for three months in a nice little <laughs> house in, yeah. in Union, Michigan. Union, Michigan. Over a lake yeah. and, and craft an album. Some wind chimes. I've <laughs> 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 got that on the balcony and just, oh, yeah, this is nice. Um, but you know, that's not at the moment in this climate, we can't, we, we can't do that. And I don't think many bands can do that at all. You know, it's, it's, it's too fast paced right now. She just brought up so many memories. Oh, we, yeah, right? we, we, we made our own little organic drums in the kitchen late night, one night about three yeah. o'clock in the morning. Uh, and there nev- was one sound, we, we never kicked recall- the door down. Oh yeah. You had to fix right. it. I broke a door in the Airbnb trying to get this. <laughs> yeah. 
I fixed it though. Yeah, I fixed it. I put it back together. But we had time to fix it. Yeah. Because we spent our time <laughs> on that album. It was lovely. Um, but you know, no, we've got to be more fast paced. It, it, that that's the way the world is. At the it's moment, a way to stay know? relevant, I guess. You know. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was kind of interesting because, like, I remember talking to Dennis DeYoung from formerly of Sticks, and you know, he was kind of blaming, you know, our generation or, or mine. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, it was you know, all you guys who don't, you know, buy records anymore. As I literally have probably like twenty grand worth of records sitting over here, yeah. and it was one of those where I was like, you know, and I, I felt kind of hindsight i was like i can't believe i said this to him but i was just like no i'm gonna challenge that it's your generation like you were the ones that started with the seven inches and the 12 inch singles and all that and supporting an artist on one one song and letting that artist tour behind the strength of three singles or whatever and that's all they would do and it would be you know like a 15 package tour playing three songs like that was your generation i was like if anything it's always been that way it's always been about selling a single not a record and I go, and eventually when records started coming out, you know, once digital came out, the fans didn't tolerate, you know, two good singles in a shit record. Like you were held yeah. accountable for once. But I and miss, I, I, I miss that though, because there's a lot of B-side stuff that was like really good stuff, man. Like you had to buy the record to hear that stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But like I think the, that was, a Pearl th- Jam, for example, like all their like, their import stuff. I mean, that was some yeah. of their best stuff, like Yellow Lead Better and Dirty Frank and, yeah, just State of Love and Trust, all those songs, man. And those aren't on any of their big records, mm-hmm. you know? I think that's a weird thing, too, is the, the that the B-side, you know, the Japanese import single or the, you know, European single or whatever, where you get a live version or a demo or whatever, or even a completely done song that no one will have, yeah. you know, or at the time. Remember this? Just, remember this? Remember the hidden track? There was Oh, yeah. You always, yeah. you always look for that hidden track, man. 100%. That first corn record, I remember, yeah, I you know, you that. would say with Marilyn Manson and Antichrist Superstar, there was 99 tracks. Yeah. And uh, what was it? Corn, 13, 13 tracks of silence by Corn. I remember that being a, yeah. a, on the sticker for the CD. It was yeah, like, yeah. why is that a selling point? <laughs> it was just, so, I think it was just something cool for the listener, you know, to, to have to like maybe get something, you know. I guess it's like unwrapping Pokemon cards. You never know what you're going to get, you know. Well, I feel like a lot of it was more, <laughs> there was a lot of room on a CD at the time and people needed to learn how to, f- or just had so much space that they did. We're like, fuck it. Let's yeah. do a hidden track. Or, you know what I really miss though? Being a kid going to the record store and just staying there for hours, listening to bands you never even heard of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you'd meet people there too, you know? Mm-hmm. I was thinking the other day what I mean, granted there's, I mean, literally computers don't have this and people don't really have CDs to do this anymore, but the enhanced CD, do you remember those for the short lived time? What was that? That was so like you would have a CD, you'd put it in like a uh, white pony, for example, you put that in and they had the Pac-Man game where you were the pony going around and having to avoid all the band member heads trying to eat you. But then <laughs> you awful. could go. I that. Yeah. I missed that one too. <laughs> that is amazing. Now I want But it. then they all, well, I was to say, and then the other, the flip side of that is they had like digital content. So they had like them performing or tracking like one of the songs on the record, uh, little interviews and so forth. Um, yeah. Yeah, but that was oh, like yeah, a fun, yeah, like, like the behind the scenes DVD mm-hmm. that came with it, and like, well, no, yeah. this was just on the CD. So, like, if you put your CD into your computer, it had like extra content that was only available on that CD. Oh, so, so that, that was a weird thing. Nick for the interview. Yeah, Nick. Because, yeah, Nick, yeah, Nick would, Nick know, would about know this. this. <laughs> Me and Dave, not so much. <laughs> we, we were but that was a very. And Nick yeah. is playing games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a very short-lived thing that uh, I remember 
kind of being like, ooh, this is an enhanced CD. I can't wait to go home and see what's it on this, even though a lot of times it wasn't too much. Do you feel that, you know, it's, it's as I kind of was talking, like I said, with the Nothing More Trade Dudes the other day, you know, I was kind of making reference to, uh, obviously, their, their original singer not being in the band anymore. And I was like, you know, a lot of people obviously gave the band crap for moving on without Alex. And I was like, but, you know, you guys put out that, behind the scenes DVD of you making one of your records and it showcases that you Brandon were writing a lot of the material even back then. So it's weird to see people, you know, not realizing that adversely. Oh God. Sorry. Carry on. Oh, I was just going to say adversely. Do you, do you enjoy kind of, is it kind of hard at times when you put out some of these behind the scenes type things and people who watch it so often, this, this little snapshot of a part of your life, and then maybe reference it to you where you're like, I don't remember that. Or it's, it, you know, it was just a thing that I wasn't even aware of that was being recorded and, and it's cool. It means something to you, but is it weird to kind of have some of these things where maybe people come and talk to you about them? I think yeah. it'd be great to have that sort of stuff. We should do more of that, that mm. behind the scenes stuff. Cause I mean, it's a diary of your life, dude. So yeah. whether, whether it be good or bad, it's just like music. It's going to take you back to that moment in your life. Be like, Oh, that was great. Or, Oh, you know, but yeah, I think we should do more of that kind of stuff. That's mm-hmm. actually back had, City. A, had a funny moment with that with uh, I think our Onyx record. We were doing the Onyx record in Chicago. We were doing it at Johnny K's studio, and Seven Dust just put out um, I can't remember which one. It's the one with the heart on it. It's all silver. You know what I mean? And it's like a yep. gold heart. Um, I'm sitting there, and I think it was it was one of those uh, CDs that came out that had the DVD with it, right? So I was sitting there, I had some downtime and I threw that, the DVD in on the couch on the big TV and I'm sitting there watching the D- DVD and there's a, a part in the, in the video that I'm watching that I realized that I'm watching LJ and Morgan give this interview and I'm sitting on the same fucking couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had a similar thing with the Lamb of God record. So there was Lamb yeah. of God came out and, yeah. and it was a behind the scenes DVD. Yeah. And um, they were tracking stuff in Virginia. And I was sitting in Virginia yeah. at the time with my previous band. I was like, I'm in Virginia. This is like Lamb of God. And then I was, I was thinking, of the drama from Lamb of God, maybe cycle past. Yeah, I cycle to the studio every day because it gets my legs ready. For, I'm like, oh, I need to cycle in Virginia. I'm in Virginia. Like, it's amazing how those things yeah. like speak to you. you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's, it's not necessarily just for fans. It's like for other musicians yeah. as well. It's like, oh, hey. yeah, you got to remember, we're, um, we're fans too. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. Did exactly. you then go run around the block like Randy three times to then record your drum parts? Oh, oh! If I was recording that, well, no, I don't. I, 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 I should run around the block. <laughs> I just remember that from that DVD always kind of striking me. Like, they were like, "Get around the block three times." He's comes back. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but yeah, but look, look at us talking like that stuff. We should do more of this stuff. We should because yeah. it does. It means something to to everyone you know yeah seeing, I, think, I think it's a win for everybody but you'll never see me run around the block three times uh once you'll see me run to the bar <laughs> but you won't see me run around the block <laughs> just do a chinese fire drill around the uh, drum kit oh everyone switches instruments real quick for the end of a song i don't even know if you can say that anymore <laughs> i just realized as i said it i'm glad you did and i didn't so yeah, yeah. <laughs> well whatever <laughs> yeah exactly moving on um you know 
this is kind of a, a maybe an odd question. Do you enjoy starting the tour at home or ending it at home? Uh, neither. I would rather neither. I would rather play. I would rather mm. play our hometown like mid, mid, or just like right when you're in the middle four of four weeks in four weeks. Yeah, yeah. Mid, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. dialed in. It seems like every time we come home. I mean, I know a lot of people don't notice that, but I think we notice. Either when you start at the very beginning, you're always going to have something go wrong. Yeah, gear sits for a period of time. You're a little rusty. You're not quite in in your you know stage shape yet. You know. Um, and then by the end of the tour, you're just kind of burned out. And it's like, you know, it's like right in the middle where everything's fresh and you're clicking, everybody on stage is moving. You kind of mm. know it's. There is yeah. a point mid tour when you're very aware yeah. that this is your strongest. Yeah. This is like, this everything is is as it should be. And back into the tour, look, imagine if you, you just spent um, three months in. Um, something that was smaller than your house maybe smaller than your kitchen and lounge with 11 or 12 other people um you kind of want to get the heck out of there you're done that's why i started <laughs> no, that, golfing that, to be honest yeah, with you. <laughs> it's like the end of the tour it is that point where everybody on that bus or everybody is kind of ready for it to be done not that those shows are not special yeah. they are not, they're, not, they're not special in any sort of bad way they're either. special in yeah. a way that it's like victorious we made it. We it's it's done. But where you feel your best is like right in that mid tour. Yeah, I would love to. It's do. like a magic. Yeah, like it's a well machine. It's like, yeah. Come on. yeah. I should tell your booking agent next time. Next time, middle of the tour. Middle of the tour. But there's something to be middle. said though. It is that last show, and it is you put you bring this this energy that you didn't realize you had, and that's kind of a magic thing. Yeah, and I suppose yeah, cool. as an audience member, you're getting something different. You're getting a this is the very last of me, yeah. and it's kind of poignant in a way. Well put. Well put. You know, very so well put. It's just different. Um, but yeah, I think we feel our best physically and mentally in the middle of the tour. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like for me, a lot of the fun is more kind of see like when things go wrong. It's always kind yeah. of funny to me to watch, watch each other like, like, Oh, maybe you, you didn't quite hit the fill or, or something yeah. or like, ah, fuck, I flubbed that note Real. or whatever. And just watching each other be like, I saw that or I heard yeah. it. And then just kind of seeing each other laugh it off. Like I don't notice, I don't know if a lot of people notice those kind of non-visual non-verbal clues uh, when things like that happen. But to me, in when it's not like catastrophic where you're looking back at a tech being like, yo, what the fuck? Like everything's fucking wrong. Please help. Like kind of a thing. But like when it's fun and funny, yeah. those are some of the more enjoyable moments from my perspective of watching the band. Cause I'm like, that's a real moment I actually got to see. And maybe no yeah. one else kind of caught it. Cause you're, you're trying to you know play it off. Like you didn't mess up. Um, but it's, I think those are the fun moments of, of going to shows for me. Sure, man. Yeah, they can be. <laughs> <laughs> sure, man. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got on that. Sure, man. <laughs> I know that I'm dying inside, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you know, kind of going, actually going back to the music video, did anyone slip? Because, I mean, with you guys having to do yeah. some of the jumps and stuff, I, yeah, okay. I think I, Joe Joey, Joey went, rolled backwards. Couple times, yeah. Um, I, I slipped pretty hard, uh, like right out the gate, like second take. And I was like, I'm, I'm not doing that, I'm not getting hurt. And Joe was all in though, he's like, I'm going for it, I'm going. He, he got some great shots, and then after seeing those shots, I was like, pretty jealous. I was like, No, I can jump too. 
<laughs> well, that was the thing is like seeing like I think it was like that the jump into like the the 360 like kind of windmill thing with it. Yeah. Uh, that I was just like, that's really fucking ballsy. And especially I think oh, you guys were wearing, or he was wearing Converse. I was like, you could have just yeah. tore an ACL or like just fuck yeah. up your knees or something. Yeah. Like, the floor was so slippery yeah. as well, man. Yeah, he, we, he even just walking, times. we were. It was like an ice rink. Yeah, I think Lee yeah. went down a couple times too. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I think the only one was when you, the only two, Nick and uh, Haley are the only ones. I that, almost, yeah. I, the, the kit almost went because I, I yeah. stood up and pushed my hands into oh, the kit. Shit. And it was like, that <laughs> kit is not holding me today. Uh, my kit on stage is like bolted down. This kit is not. And off we go. <laughs> see, see and that's the b-roll that we need to see yeah. <laughs> the behind the 100%. scenes yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it exists somewhere that'll be on the uh the upcoming whatever dvd <laughs> what uh you know kind of been wrapping up what are you guys looking forward to guys and gals i'm really bad at that my grandmother would be so disappointed that i say that um she would always correct people like we would go out to to eat my family and you know a waiter would be like what do you guys like to drink she's like i don't know about the guys but us women would like oh. <laughs> so it made it real awkward. So I, I'm kind of actually ashamed, but I'm still saying like you guys out of habit. But uh, what well, are you we, all looking forward to, uh, you know, with the, the rest of this year and kind of maybe even looking into next year, since I'm sure your schedule is already kind of starting to fill up for that. I know you probably can't talk about some of it potentially. You know what? I, I heard a rumble just a minute ago. You probably didn't hear it, but I heard like a stage rumble and and that like, I got really excited because I haven't heard that for a fair few yeah, months. Right? When yeah. you hear a rumble, everything's firing up. Um, just the, 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 just the excitement of a show and, oh man, I, it's, you're literally catching us like first day of rehearsals. We haven't heard our, sound through yeah i haven't played my rig exactly. I, I haven't played my rig in uh, like yeah. a year or so. um and it, it really excites me so that's what i'm really looking forward to that that buzz of hearing that loud force um and hearing people in the crowd yeah. chatting away before the show i'm excited I to play the, the new single i'm excited to play that wow. eye of the storm because oh. i don't think we've actually we haven't actually jammed that as a full band yet so like today probably the first day so mm. That'll be be fun. It seems like it's uh this the single's doing really well. It seems like the reaction to it's, you know, a super positive one. I think uh you know, like I said, reading the comments, it seems like a lot of people are gravitating toward the the lyrical side of it. Mm. Um and just kind of I think like I said, kind of having a shared experience uh over the last couple of years, I think has kind of uh really made that song resonate with a lot of people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Have has anyone gotten it tattooed yet? No, is that is that a challenge? Is that a dare? <laughs> no, I mean no. <laughs> it was more of a thing. Like I know, uh, so like talking to I think a fan, uh, some fans have. I've seen some fan tattoos of the storm. Oh really? Yeah. I, I haven't seen those yet. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say uh, talking to James from uh, Tesseract, but also Cage Fight. Their album cover is someone who got the band's like logo tattooed on their palm. And so it's crazy to even think a band that, you know, hasn't even technically put out a first record or anything yet. And people are already like that into it. So I can yeah. imagine, you know, like that song, like I said, seeing all the comments, I can imagine people are like, you know what? You're going to tattoo the lyrics. You're going to tattoo part of the, the album artwork or the single artwork or something. Um, so I didn't know if you had seen any of those, which sounds like you have. Or she has, at least you have and You're, you're too busy I'm, golfing. I'm, 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 I guarantee that, you know. 
Um, yeah, I guess lastly, where can uh, everyone find you or anything you would like to plug online? Uh, like our Instagram handles? Is that what you're looking for? Anything, whatever. Davy Grass at on or at Davy Grass on Instagram. That's what I got. And, and at Haley Kramer Drums is me. Um, but yeah, yeah, at Pop Evil is yeah. is where everything's. If you're not following us, give us a, give us a like or there's check a link it out. to everything yeah. from Pop Evil. So if you find Pop Evil, you'll find all of us individually. <laughs> As you were saying earlier on in the interview, um, we do speak personally. <laughs> we comment personally on things. So come and join us individually if you want to. Well, I would, was going to say, was going to look forward to the show on Friday, but now I'm working. So I guess potentially no. I'll have to, yeah, I got scheduled. Uh, so I will have to see who makes it to the bar first <laughs> once the set's done. Oh, you're going to be at the anchor. That's where oh, I yeah. work. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, I'll be it, there. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so I'll see at least one of you uh, on Friday, regardless. But uh, enjoy the show. I'm uh, like I said, very bummed I can't make it. I haven't been to uh, a Rock the Lot show, so I was looking forward to uh, actually getting to experience that that whole experience of uh, the show yeah. on the stage and all that. I think this is our second time doing it. So yeah, I, th- I think so. I think you were one of the first to do it. I think I think so. Yeah, yeah. I was looking forward to uh, going up uh, on the roof and trying to see it from the the roof. Yeah, I'm just excited to see how they have it set roof. up. Roof. You said roof. Yeah. Say roof. I say roof. 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 You say roof. I say roof. roof. Now say- the east, the east coast. Growing up in the east coast, most of my family would say roof, and same with roof. like water. Roof. Yeah, I, roof. I say roof. Yeah. Water. Water. How do you say it? Water. Uh, back home, they would say water. 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 Yeah. Is it like pillow and pillow, milk and milk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that, but it's weird because like growing up like East Coast, and I've said this a ton. East Coast is so weird because it's in some instances it's kind of southern. Like in Delaware, for some reason, uh, some of the people like the accent is a little bit more southern than it's not. Um, but then it's like you go to Philly. Philly's got its own dialect in different parts of Philly than New York. The different boroughs, uh, Pennsylvania's got its own thing. Like the East Coast is just really weird for dialect. Uh, but then moving out here to the Midwest, it was just kind of like weird in and of itself because it's kind of isolated a little bit from everything because it's not getting, you know, the the main cities or whatever on either coast. Like it takes a little while to get here to the point where like the first thing that was inherently Michigan that I had ever seen or heard was someone showing me ICP. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> And then the one tour I did with a band, we went to Greenbrier, Tennessee. And as soon as we got out of the vehicle after like 12 and a half hours, some kid was like, are y'all, are y'all enormous source from Michigan? Y'all like ICP. And I was like, man, that can't be the first thing someone from another state says to me. Like as soon as I get out of a vehicle, I was like, I need a beer, <laughs> but oh, yeah, man. looking forward to, uh, I guess, hearing how the show went and, uh, seeing you guys, uh, soon. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day and your first day of rehearsal. Thank you. <laughs> so that was my conversation with Davey and Haley. Again, a pop people want to thank them for taking the time to chat, uh, especially given the fact that, like I said, they were getting ready to gear up for tour rehearsals. And, uh, you know, that could have been another hour they spent uh, running through the set. So always thankful of everyone's time to come on the show and, and shoot the shit. Um and appreciative of the time uh, after, you know, when they were done with their show and they came to the Anchor Bar and uh, 
continued on kind of the conversations that we were having and so forth. And, and especially for Haley and I, having never met beyond doing this, uh, it was kind of nice to be able to, you know, talk one-on-one with her face-to-face um, was kind of nice. So uh, the band is still out on tour right now. I think they're in Canada with Shinedown, if I'm not mistaken. I think they were in Montreal yesterday or last night as I'm when I'm recording this. Uh, you can head over to poppyable.com though, keep up with all the tour dates and everything else. Uh, if you would like to keep up with pop evil in general, real simple Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at pop evil. Uh, if you would like to keep up with Davey, you can find him on Twitter and Instagram at Davey Gross and Haley is at Haley Kramer drums on Instagram and Twitter. She is at Haley Kramer. Uh, again, just a, a fun, great band and being here in Grand Rapids, uh, you know, this band is one of those examples and, you know, Davey and I kind of talked about it, uh, previously where it's like, you know, when the band usually reaches a certain level, like they're at, a lot of the people are just like, man, fuck it. I'm gone. Uh, see you later, small town, go into Hollywood, go into wherever. And I feel like it, it speaks to a, I think it speaks to, to us in, in Grand Rapids and, and, you know, that we have a great city. Uh, that makes people want to stay here. Uh, that was actually something I was talking about last night uh, while working a bar shift was, you know, it's in more of my travels around. Uh, I tend to find that there is something about Grand Rapids that when I come back home, I feel like there's something, an intangible quality about it that I'm just like, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome here. There are other cities I like a lot as well, you know, Buffalo and, and Atlanta for sure. Nashville's starting to kind of creep up there a little bit, but I think by and large, Grand Rapids has kind of got a little bit of everything that I love. It's got the big city feel. It's got uh, a booming, you know, music space, like where we see a lot of like live music and entertainments. Uh, you know, we're not too far away from Detroit, not too far away from Chicago. So you're kind of in really close to bigger cities. Uh, we got a lot of traveling options as well to, to go across uh, the rest of the country. And it's a, it's a great little city. So if you've never been, uh, I would highly recommend coming and checking us out. And like I said in the intro with the beer, we have great beer here. We have pretty much every awesome brewery in all of Michigan here in Grand Rapids. Uh, Bell's is about the only one that is not here, knock on wood, yet. Um, but we have a lot of great things here. And so I love living here. And I love also, too, when people comment uh, when they figure out that I'm from here or that I live here, that a, a lot of people are... Uh, oh, I love Grand Rapids, or I visited one time, and I went here, and it's it's kind of fun to be able to to connect with people on that level, uh, just simply for where I live. Um, anyway, all of that said, I'm gonna start wrapping up this uh, episode. Uh, if you like, keep up with the podcast. It's simple enough. You can find us at Brewspeak Pod on all socials. Made it real easy for you. Uh, you can go to BrewspeakPod.com. That has everything you need to know. Uh, if you would like to support us monetarily, you can go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash brewspeakpod. Uh, you can support us monetarily. That would be greatly appreciated. There are things and tools and all that kind of stuff and costs associated with this. Uh, so it's it's super nice when anyone wants to help out uh, offset those costs. Uh, also want to thank our sponsors again real quick. You heard them in the beginning of the show. Uh, Rockabilia.com. Use our code BRUTALLY at checkout and take 10% off. Uh, on Point Palmade, use our code BSP15 and take 15% off your total purchase order. Keep your beard and hair looking on point. And last but not least, uh, The Bean Bastard. Go to thebeanbastard.com, pick up some delicious coffee. They have soaps. They have so many other things as well. And if you live in the Buffalo, New York area, please go to the brick and mortar store and go check them out and support them. They are doing great things in their local community. And why wouldn't you want to support that? 
And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a real random shout out. Uh, I don't really typically do this uh, either. Like this is the first time I'm doing it, and I'm literally just came up with the idea. Um, a lot of times we focus, I think, on negative things. Uh, it's real easy to get lost in the avenues of seeing social media, doom scrolling, and just kind of being in inundated with negativity. Uh, whether it be seeing something terrible happen, reading the news, seeing the news, uh, just, you know, there's a lot of shit things that are out there right now. Um, so I'm going to kind of use this moment to bring to light something that's more positive. Um, yesterday I was on Instagram. Uh, I pretty much am trying to limit my social media intake. I don't have Facebook on my phone. You'll hear more about that later uh, in another episode. And I just kind of have Instagram and Twitter cause I don't really go on them as much. Um, and I don't tend to see as much like shit news, uh, when I'm on there based on what I follow, but, uh, I have been trying to get a little more creative, uh, with following accounts that it suggests for different reasons. And since I interact with a lot of dog posts, uh, a lot of my suggested feeds are, and suggested videos are, are all dog related, which is awesome for me. Um, but I ended up coming across this account yesterday uh, called Wobbly Hannah to the Rescue. W-O-B-B-L-Y-H-A-N-N-A-H-T-O-T-H-E-R-E-S-C-U-E. Hannah, Wobbly Hannah to the Rescue. And it is a dog uh, that is named Hannah. And she has a... She was born with a defect called... Uh, and I'm probably going to get it wrong. Uh, cerebellular hypoplasia, I believe is how you say it. And essentially what it is, is that her brain has been underdeveloped. Uh, so she is not aware of, uh, essentially the, it's basically her motor functions. So like her balance, coordination, awareness of her, her space, her, her body in space. Um, and it seems like a sad video at first. You see this dog in kind of a wheelchair kind of thing and just kind of moving all over the place. And at first I thought, man, this is sad. I hate seeing dogs that are essentially not able to live fully functioning lives. That's it's super sad. Um, but then as I started looking at the video more, more videos, more photos and such, I realized that it's not the case. It's actually a dog. Hannah has such a, a wealth of love and excitement for life and, and all these kind of things. And, and for those on the Patreon who are literally watching me record this right now, uh, if you can't hear it, my voice, there's a, a giant smile on my face because it's one of those where to see this dog who by all accounts would be probably a miserable life. Like I can't move around as much as I, I want to. And, and all these things, it, it doesn't stop her will to want to explore and will to want to play and do all these things. And it's just so endearing and just kind of it was a, a life lesson for for a couple minutes for me where I, I sat back and a I, I don't feel like we as people deserve dogs. I think they are unconditionally loving animals for the most part and they just are so special and make make you feel a certain way that most people can't. Um, but seeing this video and seeing this string of videos on on this Instagram page, I just had this sense of, you know, no matter how bad the setbacks are, how bad it may, you know, the hand you've been dealt, uh, that you can overcome these things and still live a, a really fucking great life and get to experience so much joy and happiness with the mentality. And I know it's weird to, to kind of find those personifications in a, in a dog, but there's just, like I said, there's something so pure about them, um, that I, I just fell in love with this dog and I fell in love with the, the, the message of hope and, and, you know, overcoming 
and believing in the in the positivity and and good in people because it takes a really strong person to want to take on a dog like that and to incorporate them into their family and to see you know what Hannah's owners have done for for her um it just is it's an amazing story all across the board so sorry this got long-winded uh but seriously go check out uh wobbly hannah to the rescue on instagram and i hope it puts a smile on your face and i hope it makes you laugh and i hope it gives you a little bit of uh reprieve from some maybe your shitty day that you might be having um so i'll leave you with that thank you for checking out this episode And join us next week where our guest is the incomparable Jeffa Howard from The Used. This was a long time in the making. A nice two, two and a half hour epic chat. uh, Episode 350. I'll see you then.